In the meantime, it is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels. And Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone Solutions for your journey. Uh, there is quite a, a reckoning going on in the automotive industry when it comes to the pricing of electric vehicles. Wanted to get the latest on that from Paul Eisenstein, the uh, publisher, editor-in-chief, uh, and uh, chief cook and bottle washer, as well at the Detroit Bureau. Paul Eisenstein, good afternoon. Yeah, hey, I also plug in all the electric vehicles. <laughs> Make sure that all your test vehicles are charged up. You know, it's interesting, Guy. It has changed the number of test vehicles I get now that are all electric or plug-in hybrid. Right. Uh, is now probably equal to or greater than the number of new vehicles that are running on gasoline. Well, there, there's no question that the transition is underway. And from a new product standpoint, certainly that's where the emphasis is. And of those that have already seen the marketplace and have been out for order, we're seeing some pretty hefty price cuts today. Ford joined in the in what Tesla's been doing. Yeah, and it's weird because Tesla actually raised the price on both the Model 3 and the Model Y by, I believe, $250, uh, where Ford cut prices on uh, a lot of the different versions of the Mach-E by as much as about $4,000. Uh, it actually now is cheaper in a number of cases to buy the Model uh, the, the Mach-E, I should say, rather than the, the Model Y, the competing Tesla model, uh, though uh, the, the uh, Teslas generally get the full $7,500 federal tax credit, whereas the Mach-E tends to get $3,750 because of the arcane rules about where batteries come from. Right. And, and in terms of the um, the price cutting, you know, there's this, this there's this nagging factoid out there that people keep throwing out saying that the average price of an EV is $60,000, which unfortunately... Yeah. Is, that's that's a, a that's, I, Yeah, well, and that's an outdated number now. Once you have seen, we've got a Chevy Equinox coming out that's going to be a little bit, well, the, the base is going to be supposedly at $30,000. You've got the bolts that are out there uh, that are well below that. It, it, it It's kind of a misleading factoid. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a key thing here. First of all, you have to remember that the average vehicle sold in the United States now is about $48,000, 10000 more than immediately before the COVID pandemic lockdowns began, $10,000. Now, why are electric vehicles averaging more? Well, mainly because there just aren't that many entry vehicles. So uh, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. If you were to go and take an electric vehicle and a gas vehicle that are essentially otherwise common or very, very comparable, other than where they, where they get the power for their wheels, uh, the gap is there, but it's much smaller. Uh, in most cases, it's about four to $5,000, not ten or 20000 plus... Remember that there are still a number of those EVs that you get as much as $7,500 in tax credits back. Uh, there's about a dozen models right now that qualify. So in some cases now, you're beginning to see, beginning to see EVs that are cheaper than comparable gas models once you do get the incentives. 
have you seen that the Ford earnings statement was supposed to come out? And I'm trying to f- find it, but did they? I, did, they seem to have beaten the street. Did you hear that? Yeah, they did very well uh, in almost every category. As a matter of fact, Ford did better. Where they had big losses last year, they had a strong profit. Uh, their margins appear to be higher. Their sales revenue uh, revenues were up, and so on. They didn't do real well in the EV category. And part of that has to do with they just didn't have the capacity. If you recall, Ford, for example, only expected to sell about 25,000 of their uh, Lightning pickups last year. About 25,000 a year was what they tooled up for. And guess what? They had about 200,000 advance orders. I was lucky. I got my Lightning back in, uh, in August uh, and many people are going to be waiting until late 23, even 24, to take delivery. Yeah. Uh, so what we're seeing right now is that Ford is expanding production capacity substantially for the Mach-E and for the, uh, for the Lightning. Uh, if you recall, they're going to expand the production capacity of the Lightning plant over in Dearborn to something like 150,000 a year rather than 25,000. So the... the um, Overall, Ford did very well. Uh, the low production capacity, the semiconductor shortages, and other things did impact some of their sales, some of their earnings, particularly on the okay. EV side. But we can sure use some good news on that. Very, very quickly, Paul, I mean like 30 seconds, Ford's Blue Cruise, the semi-autonomous technology that you can get, there's a new try-then-buy option. That seems like a pretty good deal for consumers. Yeah, that's a great idea. It, if you get a Mach-E, you have the hardware built in for this hands-free system. You can try 90 days, see if you like it, and if not, just say, no, thank you. Otherwise, you can then subscribe. And if you really like it and you know you want it right up front, you can just uh, subscribe from the beginning and have the, the price of it included right. in, the, uh, in the MSRP. All right. Paul, thanks very much. Have a great day.